This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 and ESPN690.com. Nantucket's got very strict rules about who is coming to the island. So I, I work with the Patriots IT people and I said, teach me. I'll do lighting. I'll do IT. I'll do it all. So I'm doing lighting. Next thing I know, Phil had a couple of treats that were left over near his laptop and he stepped away from the table. And all of a sudden he looks at me and goes, look, look at the table. There Nike was just sitting there waiting patiently and he knew his treats were there. So that's what prompted him getting up to the table. And he was just waiting patiently for the word to take his treats. I don't know who that was. But they were talking about Bill Belichick, who did the draft from Nantucket, which is kind of cool. Yeah. And how much is he getting paid to name his dog Nike? That's a dog's name. I I didn't pick up on that. His dog's name is Nike? Yes. (laughs) I'm not going to say anything. Just keep going. Go on, Brent. I'm not going to say anything. That's all I've got. if, If Reebok wants to pay me to name a future pet of mine Reebok... I will accept that. You're going to name your dog Nike. You're Bill Belichick, okay? You're you're one of you are the best coach ever in the NFL, okay? Your defensive mind, it's going to go in the history books not only in football, but just in American history as well, and you're going to name your dog Nike. Okay. I mean, look, I don't, what, what do you want me to say? I mean, I just that's that's crazy to me. Now, unless there's a family member that he had whose name was Nike or something like that, or if it's got some kind of significance, spoiler alert, it probably doesn't. I I, I don't know, Brent. <laughs> I, I just I don't I don't know what, what you want me to say. I'm I'm baffled. Um, you think you know somebody, and then you find out that information, and it completely changes your whole perception of somebody. By the way, Coos uh, today has a tweet. Coos, can you read your tweet from today? We need to help you out. Which one? Uh, what did you do now, Coos? The one about the groomsmen. You oh. got scolded by your fiance. Yeah, no. Coos so- has a wedding coming up next April, so read yeah. the tweet, Coos. No, so it was, do I have to ask my groomsmen in a clever way, or can I just send them a text? What do you... A clever... What are you, what are you talking about a clever way? What do you want to do? Well, like like Nicole, right? Her sister's going to be the matron of honor. So sure. she got this whole thing, and it's got, like, pictures in it. And, like, it was a whole thing, and she sent it, and they posted it on social media. They were all excited. And I'm like, well, I'm just going to text the people that are going to be in my wedding. And yeah. Nicole's like, no, you can't do that. It's, she was specifically talking about the best men that I want, like, the best man that I want. She said, you can't just text them. You have to do something elaborate. Yeah, well, hey, I was like, can what? I FaceTime? And I think she wanted it to be more than that. We're not in England, and this isn't the royal wedding. So just send your friends text messages saying you're going to be in the wedding, and you're good to go. Okay? You're going you're gonna to have to spend an extra $500 for this wedding. Suck it up. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> man. Yeah, I think I just told my friends, like, hey, you guys are in the wedding. Congratulations. Well, hey, it was interesting when I read that. I, there's no way. I mean, I was 22. There's no way I said anything but i mean i, I wasn't a text it was a phone call i would yeah. imagine at that I'd be time down to do a thing where like i send them a smirnoff ice and ice them or something sure, like that but sure. even that's like that sounds like a lot of work yeah for one of my friends i was the best man i had to wear a tribal armband tattoo because he has a tribal armband for real how embarrassing for him i know right so i had to put a tribal armband tattoo around my arm and then i had to take like a selfie and post it on the internet and like mm. that was like my way to be best man it was fun but once again I say just text them and say, hey, 
you're in the wedding. Congratulations. There are so many things now, like I've been married 20 years, that get done that didn't get done 20 years ago. You, like you, said, out. you said like the one-year anniversary of when your wedding will be. Like it was back a in negative April. Negative one? Yeah, I got negative I got, one. Does congratulations on your negative hey. one-year anniversary. I'm here to tell you that no one's ever done that in the history of weddings. <laughs> okay? So I, I can't defend you on that one. Well, That's I got weird. the text. I was like, is this a thing? It's not. I, I try to Google it. It's, it's not a thing. It isn't? You didn't Google it? I, I didn't. But I'm, <laughs> It it's got to be a thing. Yeah. Maybe it's like on TikTok. Yeah, yeah. Well, see, like this is kind of this is a cool thing, right? Because Brent's the old school guy. Brent's been married forever now. Congratulations, by the way. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Um, some people and, think and, I got married at 12. And, and, you know, he's still going strong through this whole quarantine thing. Like yeah. they're, they're still doing great. Walks Listen, every single day, man. Walk, just don't talk. Well, I, I'm, hey, I'm telling you, man. This whole walk, quarantine no, thing. Walking, no talk. The, the, this quarantine thing's putting relationships to the test. Oh, okay. No doubt. So you you know what's up? You're doing great. You know, I'm 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 thriving. I'm flourishing. But like. What better guys to talk to than like the old school guy, right? The guy that's been there for a while, the guy that's kind of fresh in the game right now. Yeah. And then we got you. Well, I mean, I can what tell better you the way fir- to consult somebody? I can tell you the first mistake I made was taking to social media with this question because I already got texted about it. Like, you're really yeah. going to put, put me on blast like that? Speaking about soft. So what were the responses, though? Like, yeah, are you supposed to do... Houston Texans. Because I want to see Kuz's mentions. <laughs> I had a few people just say... Uh, I had someone say, at least call them. And then everyone else was kind of like, no, text is fine. Yeah, I, I would say text or call. What I'm wondering, see, I think you're supposed to get your groomsmen something, right? And I Correct. would do that, like but that gift? would be like I'd but give that's them at that the wet, day of wedding. I wedding get that. Time. Yeah, yeah. That's enough. Yeah, that's plenty. Yeah. And you, do you know what I did for my groomsmen gifts, by the way? Dude, I was... I don't what, even remember. Do you want to talk about what I did, man? I mean, I spent time, effort, money, more importantly. Mm. But, um... So, you know, like Vans, the website, like the shoes, you can make your own custom Vans, right? That's a surprise, but yeah. I know. So each groomsman got their own pair of custom Vans, and what I essentially did was I drew, like, character, like car- caricatures? Caricatures, Cartoons. Yeah. I drew cartoons. <laughs> I, 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 I drew cartoons of, like, Jacks different don't memories. Have an Anthony caricature. <laughs> Who are you telling? Who are you telling, man? I'm having trouble with lace on as it is. Um, so what I would do is I drew cartoons of, like, memories that we each had on the shoes. We had to draw it out for 10 different shoes or whatever like that but it got done and it was it was cool that is pretty cool i yeah. like that that's a good and, gift and, i really don't remember gift was like, customized is, so. like you got married what year two years ago three i don't september september three years ago in september <laughs> september so 2017 around there i mean it was <laughs> september september Ninth. Is there a little pressure? <laughs> was there a little pressure on you? Because Shut you, up, Goose. Was there a little pressure on you from your groomsmen and friends? Because, yeah. like, hey, this guy played in the league. I mean, he probably oh, cashed a decent no, check. The, I mean, you no, better be a no. nice gift. Well, first of all, the biggest pressure, I, mean, I actually talked about this during the break. Because, you know, usually the groomsmen's, I mean, I'm sorry, the bride's parents, you know, cover it. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, former NFL player. So, like... You know, I, I wasn't gonna bring it up or anything, but you know, we're, we're out to dinner, and I'm, you know, I'm just like, so, so, what do you guys? What's going on with that? And yeah, thankfully, uh, you know, the Cody, her family, took care of everything, which was fantastic. Helped me out a lot. Um, but I'm glad we could establish that. <laughs> but with that being that was a said, tough dinner. I, I mean, come on, you know, like, what do you, you know, I mean, as a fifth round pick, didn't get the second contract, you know. Um, you know, my 401k hasn't there come are now in yet. 12 people invited to the wedding. Yeah, you know, 401k's <laughs> kind of taking a hit. You know, stock market. So, you know, we're all good there. But my point was, my, like you said, my friends. 
they weren't expecting anything, Brent, because they know who I am, okay? <laughs> and I'm not a big spender, especially when it comes to stuff that I'm not going to care about in the next couple years. So as far as, like, what I spend on my friends, like, yeah, I, I bought them the, the sweet shoes. That was, like, 70 bucks a pop, way, way more than I wanted to spend, but it was worth it. But then as far as, like, the catering stuff, Brent, food truck, man. We didn't have catering. We had a food truck, and we had a band. That's good and stuff. And it was by a barn, and we had a great time. That's, yep. hey, it's all about having a great time. Exactly. Uh, just a, a couple more tweets from our previous conversation about the draft and what else they could do. Eric uh, followed up after he told us about the NHL draft, said this from Wikipedia, teams were weighed based on playoff appearances in the last three year completed seasons and first overall picks in the last four drafts. Yeah. So they did actually take previous record into consideration for the lottery balls. Three lottery balls each were assigned to teams which had not qualified for any of those playoffs and received no first overall picks in the period, and then they had two and one uh, accordingly. Uh, Ocho Fischio said, easy solution, 10 worst teams over past five years in lottery, locked into the top 10 picks, rest of the league by record ties solved by coin flip. All right. Uh, Go Gators says uh, they should just go off preseason Vegas odds for Super Bowl. And uh, Matt Sturman, not only was Kozar uh, in the supplementary draft, but Steve Walsh, Chris Carter also were supplemental draft picks. So uh, pretty interesting. I also got a tweet here, too, some in, in, interesting um, information. So Bold Castify Sports actually came out and said Belichick's girlfriend named the dog. Supposedly, he wanted to name the dog Jack. So that fits Belichick a lot more than Nike. Yeah, so once again, Bill Belichick, you, you won six Super Bowls, okay? You were one of the best coaches of all times. So let's get control of our household a little bit, like you have control of the Patriots locker room, and you name the dog, okay? What is your girlfriend bringing to the table? And my wife said that our wedding was nine seven or nine. Nine nine seventeen, and then she called me a bozo. So you happy yeah. now? Three years ago, she's called September. me a bozo. We figured that out eventually. Yeah. Uh, James Movey says MMA tournament should decide the uh, lottery of the <laughs> NFL draft in 2021. One fan representative <laughs> slash combatant per team to do battle. How each team selects their combatant is up to them. It'll make more money than the draft itself. <laughs> I have an idea, Brett. Here's what we do. We don't tell anybody in the outside world this is my my idea, your idea, and Roger Goodell's idea. Okay, so we're we're all in on it. And what we do is we put out one tweet from the, each football team, right? So the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's going to say, are you ready for some football 2021? Okay? Gauge off those responses. All the negative responses that come in, you add up all the negative responses. Whoever has the most picks first, second, and so on. Because you got to think. I mean, if you're a successful team and there's optimism, people would be like, hell yeah, I'm ready. Like, let's get the season underway, man. Let's beat somebody. <laughs> if you're the Jaguars, you know you know how it's going to go. If you're the yeah. Dolphins, maybe. If you're the Bengals, not so optimistic. So I think that's the best way to do it. If you are a Jaguars fan, do you want to watch what's about to go down in the fall, or would you rather just pass on the season and go to the draft in 2021? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's such a Jaguars question, isn't right. it? Right. It used to be a Cleveland question, by the way. Yep. Uh, okay, we're doing this redraft. You ready? Uh, Kyle, by the way, says, let him take the field before we go redrafting. Kyle, let me tell you something here. I appreciate the comment. But here we are on a Tuesday, heading into the month of May, in a pandemic, Get where we haven't had an actual live sporting event in more than six weeks. Get him, Brent. The draft is over. Get the em. schedule's not coming out until Thursday. Come on. And we've got a three-hour radio show every day. Get him, Brent. We're redrafting the damn Jaguars' top five picks right now. Nice work, Brent. Thank you. Stand up for so yourself. So here's how it's going to go down. Tell Again, how it's going to go down. The, the, the rules are simple. It sounds complicated, but it's not. <laughs> you can keep a player the Jags drafted. 
I don't, I'm okay with that. You just pass on it. Mm-hmm. But if the example is this. C.J. Henderson gets picked at 9. Caleb on Chason gets picked at 20. You have the right to pick a player between 10 and 19 that the Jaguars passed on. And you do that for the first five picks of the draft. So that goes early into the fourth round. Really, it goes middle into the fourth round, all the way to pick 136. And you come up with five players you wish you would have taken maybe instead of the ones the Jaguars did. Or you can keep Mm. what the Jaguars did. I chose for this experiment not to keep what the Jaguars did just to go totally with somebody else. Um, And I think you might have kept one or maybe even more. Well, I ended up (laughs) – the first time I went, I kept four of them. But then I figured, well, that's not really good radio, right? That's not a fun game. So I ended up – I switched out some guys, so I only kept two of them. And that that was the best I could do for you, Brent. You ready? Yeah. Go ahead. What you got? Uh, Give me your five. Let's go back and forth. Let's go go back and forth. It's going to be harder that way. Okay, fine. I need your five guys. All right. So obviously I think you know where I stand with the first round. I'm going Javon Kinlaw. I think the guy's going to be one of the best three techniques to come for a long time. Give me Kinlaw. Number two. No, Brandon, once again, Kalebion Chason, because you know how I feel about him. When you went to the Golik and Wingo mock draft, you didn't listen to me. It's all good, though. No worries, man. But um, I like where they picked him, so I'm actually going to stay on that one or pass or however you want to say it. Uh, third, my third pick, Jalen Johnson. Okay? I love Chenault once again, but this is for the duty of the exercise. I think Jalen Johnson, corner out of Utah, man, um, everyone calls him a dog. All right? Well, like I said, I want Dobermans, Brent. I want pit bulls on my team. Um, no offense to that cat from Michigan State. He might be really well as a nickel corner, but to call him the Nat. we got to talk about that nickname. I'm, I'm going to upgrade his nickname when I talk to him <laughs> his first interview. Uh, next pick, number four, coming in with Zach Moss, running back out of Utah. Once again, a big Utah team coming here. But Zach Moss... Once again, one of his biggest things, the guy runs with bad intentions. You know how I feel about that, especially with to replace Leonard Fournette down the line. Um, I think it's a nice transition from Leonard Fournette to Zach Moss. And then my fifth pick is going to be the lineman from a D3 school that I can't remember. Oh, I'm sorry, um, St. John's. I had it written down someplace. Uh, Birch. It's Birch? Bar- Barch. Barch. Um, because... Cool story, number one. Number two, I think he actually could be a, a, a really good player, and I'm, I'm not really freaked out at all by the, the, the you know, coming from a D3 school. So I'm, t- I'm taking Barch. All right. Uh, give him to me again one more time. Kim Law? Yeah. Chase on, even though it hurts my heart because Christian Fulton, I know you're still there, but don't worry about it, man. You're going to have a great year. Uh, Jalen Johnson. Zach Moss. Barch. Man, you kept Barch. It's incredible. Yeah. All right. Uh, I really wrestled with the first one, but the domino effect, if if you do this, it's fascinating to do it. Trevon Diggs, can't wait. Let's hear it. No, no. I I was going to go Judy instead of Kinlaw. Oh, okay. But the, but the, See, I chose not keeping Chase on. If I had gone, I could go Judy and then stay with Chase on. I'm not doing it that way. Okay. So I'm going with Kinlaw. Okay. Welcome. I get my defensive tackle. Instead of, as the third round pick, get him in the first round. Jefferson, Justin Jefferson, receiver. Okay. So I add to the receiver room, and I don't think there's that big a drop-off between Judy and Lamb and the rest of them. Diggs. Get out of here, man. Oh, well, I man. Had say, I had to I get know. a corner. I know. you got to get a corner. I know. And so by that I time, know. I was thinking Gladney in the second and with the 20th pick, but it was too high. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going with Diggs. That's your guy, Brent. You know what? Let me go and put that down in the bets real quick, too. You know, I hate this Who's pick because I don't want to cater to you damn Gator fans. <laughs> but I was I got the next pick being Zuniga out of Florida. Oh. As I can use him on the edge. 
Yep. And I can accomplish what the Jaguars are trying to do to beef up the line. Uh, and then I have Gabriel Davis out of UC- UCF. They could be a fun piece in the offense and a little bit different. He went to, to use. Buffalo, right? That I think, ended up. I'm pretty sure. Did he yeah. go to Carolina or Buffalo? Uh, let's see where I'll, I'll tell you where he went. Wide receiver, right? Yeah, yeah. I think because they were really high on him. If I remember reading like some reports, I think he went to Buffalo. Uh, let's see. I'll find him. I will find him. You know what? I, I after doing this experiment, uh, he did go to Buffalo. You're right. Yeah. After doing this experiment, I was like, hey, you know what? The Jackson is so bad. You know well, what I could what I not do? From. What's that? I, I couldn't find the running back. Like, yeah. I almost passed. If I was going to go Judy, I was thinking of doing Swift. So I'm going all oh. heavy offense. Okay. I know it's a, it's crazy to reach a little bit. Yeah, but you yeah, got to yeah. pick, what, 33rd or th- 30, no. 33rd, I think? Yeah, yeah. So, I'll go Swift at 20, which, again, I think is a little foolish investment in the first round. What about Akers? And and I could have. That means I would have to take like Gladney in the second round, probably. Mm-hmm. So I prob. But then I'm. So I go Judy, maybe Gladney, then go Acres. Yeah. And now I don't have a defensive tackle at all. I'm plus They're you, all off the board. Yeah. Unless I wanted to keep point. with the. I mean, I wasn't keeping with Devon Hamilton there. So. Yeah, you don't have that. You don't have Diggs, obviously, because his agent's paying you all that money to talk about him. So. Yeah, you're really missing out on a lot. Um. Yeah. I. I would you feel better? Probably not about Jefferson and like Gabriel Davis on offense than you do with Chenault and whoever else they added. You know, yeah. Colin, Johnson, Colin Johnson, I guess. Uh, not uh, not I mean, a lot. Yeah, n- right? Not so much. Right? Who are your all offensive guys? Uh, oh, no, you, you got uh, Moss. Yep. The, the, the running back from Utah. And Barch. Yep. That's it. You went defense the first three picks. Yeah, I didn't go receiver. Is interesting in this the way the draft fell. If you do this experiment, try it at home. Mm-hmm. It's hard to get a running back receiver combo without reaching. Correct. Because you would feel like you were reaching if you picked like Acres at forty-two. Now you might not be. You just have to have a lot of faith in that. I just thought it was an interesting experiment to go back and try to do and be like, all right, do I like that? How does that piece together there? Now again. I was not thinking offensive line in this draft anyway mm-hmm. early on, so that didn't really impact me. The Jags didn't do much of that. I did. You had to get a corner in the top three picks. I waited all the way to my third pick to do that. Um, Ken Law is that defensive tackle instead of Devon Hamilton, which would probably be a big difference. For sure. Right? Yep. So the question is, like for my experiment, how much better is Ken Law than Hamilton? How much better is Jefferson than Chenault? How much better is C.J. Henderson, who they picked, than Diggs? A lot of people think a bunch. Yeah. And then how much better is Chase on than a guy like Zuniga or mm-hmm. even a Grenard that Houston ended up picking, which you could get in that same area? Yeah. So those are the questions now that the Jaguars well, that's what the draft does. You ask yourself that over the next couple of years. It'll be interesting. I'm going to keep this, and we'll see just even this season yeah. how it would play out in year one. Again, most people would say two or three years to figure out a draft and see if it worked out okay. I like it. Uh, but I don't know if – I guess the point of this for me was positionally I think the Jaguars did okay mm-hmm. unless they really wanted to reach for some more offensive weapons. Um but did they pick the right guy at the position? That's always well. Everybody asks that uh, question. And once again, you kind of know where I stand, right? Where 
this draft, you could argue, it kind of preps for the future a little bit. Obviously, you get some game changers possibly with Henderson. We'll see how he does um, his rookie year. Uh, you know, obviously with Chase on as well. Is he going to be dependent on to go the whole um, game, or are they going to have Yannick Ngakwe here getting reps too, so they can kind of ease Chase on in? We'll see with that. But my biggest thing, well, once again, is the running back position, okay? Because I get this year, you have Leonard Fournette, and that's fine. You can set it and forget it. Knock on wood, hopefully he stays healthy. But in the future, knowing that you're not going to give him the fifth-year deal, you're probably not going to bring him back, what's the plan for that? And, you know, obviously the plan wasn't addressed this year in the draft. So that's really the only complaint that I have, Brent, is the fact that running back's not on the table, hence why I, take, I took Zach Moss out of Utah. Yeah, that's interesting uh, to see. It'll be interesting how those running backs stack up. How do the you know you're going to get a diamond in the rough that nobody thought would would transpire that way. Mm-hmm. All right, hey, we got a couple of uh, folks that did this experiment. Ben Jags slash Magic, Jedrick Wills left tackle at nine. Yep. T Higgins number twenty, mm-hmm. uh, wide receiver. Fulton at forty two, pretty good. <sighs> Pretty good. You get him at forty-two now. That guy, that guy knows his corners for sure. And I could have done the same. I could have taken Fulton, but yeah, you but, know Diggs is going to be better. Yeah, but, but you didn't. I know. Uh, Seventy-three. Zach Bond is the edge guy. Uh, you're not in love with it. You're a Wisconsin guy. I know not, you're not in love yeah, with yeah. it. Yeah. Well, just he's, he's undersized. Probably, yeah. Look, is this your like uh, burner account? He said keep Barch at one sixteen. Everybody him. loves the Smoothie King, man. Keep him, man. Keep him. Uh, Amik Robinson in the slot at one thirty-seven. He keeps going. Yeah. Uh, Quarterman. Kept him. Wow. Bryce Hall. That's an interesting call. Bryce Hall was available to the Jacks. A lot of people like Bryce Hall. He, and it was interesting he was he still available yeah. at that point. And I think uh, that's where the Jags might have picked Josiah Scott, yeah. right in that neighborhood. Uh, Bradley and I, an A, mm-hmm. uh, John Penasini, a nose tackle later, and then Hunter Bryant could have got later on. Interesting draft. That's that's a good one. Uh, Thomas Scales does a couple of other ones. Tristan Worse at nine. Uh, is C.J. Henderson available? I would say no, because he's already off the board. Correct. Justin Jefferson, uh, Jalen Johnson in round two. Okay, uh, Vaughn uh, with the third round pick, yeah. and then the best available DT uh, with that next selection. So yeah, I mean, listen, I don't mind the Bond pick, but it all depends what the Jaguars do. Like, if you go three, four, then yeah, Bond could be the guy, but. I don't see Bond playing a, like a strong side linebacker in the NFL. Like he played it in college, and that's fine. But the guy's kind of undersized. Brent, you met him at the Senior Bowl, right? Like you, you saw his size. I mean, he's not necessarily like a prototypical strong side linebacker. I would like one of the Florida guys more than Bond, to be yeah. honest with you. I think there's too much of a transition in that regard. Yeah. And he slipped, by the way. Bond was still available much further down than I think a lot of people thought he would be, yep. maybe for that reason. Now, will he have 10 sacks last year? Absolutely, because <laughs> I, I talked bad about one Wisconsin guy, and here we are now. So it is what it is, and I'll, and I'll face that day when it happens. I tell you, I invite you to do that little exercise, though, because if you get the time to do it, I know some of you driving and, and working, uh, but go back and kind of see, okay, who would I take? And and it'll be interest. It's tough to get, especially where you think those guys will be impact, right? Most people would say three rounds. I even stretched it into the first pick of the fourth round a little. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's actually five selections for the Jags. I could, they could really you maybe count on them to impact your roster in year number one. And you can't take care of everything, I guess, is the moral of the story. And running back is kind of the one that I left out. And you even took them deep yeah. uh, late in that third round. Yep. So uh, it, it's a fun little exercise to do. Again, we're not really redrafting like it, they busted the, the draft. It's just what other options they did have at the time, even though when you're drafting, you don't know where everything is going to fall. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and by the way, draft Knicks probably know this way more than, than 
I do because I might have paid attention more to this draft than any other draft, especially in the deeper rounds, the fourth and the fifth, and in terms of looking at guys and knowing people's names. Maybe some of it was our shockier mock stuff. (laughs) A lot of it was probably we had a lot more time to dive into the draft than than even – before because of the lack of sports activity and we watched more of the draft i think on a saturday than maybe i'd ever watched uh, quite frankly Uh, you always pay attention to the jags picks but i'm not sure i watch all the other ones and and where guys are going i would suspect what many people did suspect could happen outside of the top 20 area there was there were there was a big swing on how people were valued again christian fulton by the analysts going into the draft, was a top 20 pick in some mock drafts. He ended up, what, like 79th? Yeah. Dude, same thing with our, our dude Todd Biotish out of Wisconsin. Biotish really slick. He drives, Got him man. in the fourth round, mid-fourth round, the Cowboys yeah. team. Yeah. But, so, I mean, like, Kuiper said, like, if he was healthy, he probably would have got a first-round, second-round grid at the very most. You know, it, it, Interesting. Crazy. Guys like that. So I think we saw more swing in terms of popular opinion going into the draft than actually how it fell. Mm-hmm. Uh, some guys even falling out of the draft. Now, that happens every year. I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but I think it might have happened more this year. I haven't read anything on that or seen that, but my guess is it would have. A lot of that being the medicals, they red flag. I think, uh, actually, Dave Caldwell brought that up on Saturday night. He said Quincy Williams, a guy they got in the third round last year, said they wouldn't have picked him in this type of scenario this year because they wouldn't have been able to bring him in for a visit, check the medicals, mm. meet him, do all those kind of things. And so those kind of players probably fell a little further or maybe even off the board in some occasions uh, throughout the NFL, which makes undrafted free agency very interesting. While you saw some undrafted free agents, including the cornerback out of San Diego State that the Jags got, get record kind of money, get big guaranteed money. Because some of that might have been the physicals and, and the ability to meet and, and go over some of those things and feel better mm-hmm. about a prospect than just looking at the tape. All right, uh, then we're going to take a break. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Half hour to go here on a Tuesday edition of Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Hey, Duval Doom, I was just messing around about not playing the season. Sure, we rather watch and see what happens. I'm the guy that thinks the Jaguars are going to have a better record than the Patriots this year. Brent's going through I'm his Twitter guy mentions. That thinks they're not picking in the top five. So I don't want the 2021 draft coming. Just let you know. I'm, I'm just reading some of the comments right now in your mentions. Not good. Mm-hmm. I've seen better. How many more drug tests do I have to take? Man, at this point, whew, better start drinking some water, Brent, because you're here for a while. <laughs> Live drug tests coming up next. <laughs> Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. <laughs> They whined and cried for a year and a half uh, about how how bad we were for the game. But more importantly, they, 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 they said we're bad people. We weren't bad people. We were just basketball players winning. And that kind of stuck with me because they didn't know who we were or what we were about as individuals in our family life. So all that whining they did, why shake their hand? They were just whiners. They won, they won the series. Give them credit. We got old. They got past us. But, okay, move on. Okay, Bill. Bill Lambert, one of the great villains in sports. You know what? I sit here, and the more I think about it, though, because I obviously, you know, that that's from the um, the thirty for thirty, you know, the Last Dance, and uh, my big storyline was the fact that the Detroit Pistons kind of snubbed the Bulls and walked off the court. Um, you know, before the game was even over, and they didn't give MJ his just due. They didn't say congratulations. Like they just walked off the court. 
ironically, when the Bulls got beat by the Pistons twice in the playoffs, Jordan was the first guy to say, good game, good yeah, game, yeah. like that. So there's respect there. But then, like, the more I think about it, and I was the guy that was saying, well, the Pistons were in the wrong. They, they shouldn't have done that, just like when the Celtics did it to the Pistons, the Celtics shouldn't have did it. But then, like, I, I remember now, man, when I played football, though, you know, in the league, every time I lost a football game, I never once said congratulations to anybody. Like, there was the, there was the Thursday night game, I said congratulations to Andrew Luck, but that was more of just me walking out, and he pulled me over. I was like, I wouldn't, wouldn't want to talk to him. And we're talking about guys like that with the college that I played against. Didn't want to talk to him. Like when I lost a football game, man, don't talk to me. Yeah, you know, like I, I was just I was that sore of a loser and I was that bitter. So, well, that proves it, goes. He's just a jerk. I am. I am. There you go. <laughs> so, it. like, tell me something I didn't know. Yeah, so, <laughs> so it, it, you know, so looking back on it, man, maybe it was the playoffs would be different. But I'm just talking about in a regular season, there was never one time where I lost and I would just stop and say, "Hey, good game, man. You guys beat it." No. I went back to the locker room. I pouted. I threw my helmet in the locker, and that was that. I got. I got to be honest with you here, and I hope my kids aren't listening. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't bother me at all. The listen. One, one of the great things, not just you, but anyway, no, like I, I actually feel, and I know right now we can't say anything bad about Michael Jordan, but I think Michael Jordan's a Careful. bit of a baby for this. <sighs> I mean, oh, come on. I mean, who cares, dude? I mean, yeah. listen. I, I actually love the fact that he hates the Pistons still. Yeah. I mean. It's hard for me to not hate the Lakers still. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even a Celtics fan anymore, really, if I'm being completely honest. Mm-hmm. And I hated the Pistons for a long time. I mean, Larry Bird joked about the Isaiah Thomas comment. I didn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't like Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, yeah. I was starting to think this last night. That this is how much I did not. I was such a big Larry Bird fan. Oh, I know, man. Such a big Larry Bird fan that I I really did not like the idea. I was thinking more of it watching the show last night, trying to put myself back at that time frame, which, you know, some of the Pistons stuff would have been the early 90s. I would have been 13, 14 years old. I mean, what, I don't know any better. I'm 13, 14 years old, but a huge Larry Bird fan. Mm-hmm. And I, speaking of sore losers, I don't like the fact that Michael Jordan's taken over the league. Mm-hmm. And, and Larry's on his way it's out. It's an interesting perspective, and, yeah. And so I honestly, if I'm com- being completely honest with you, I didn't hate it. That the Pistons were beating the Bulls at the time. Like, I didn't hate it that Jordan wasn't getting to the finals. He was already winning scoring champions, championships and, and dunk contests. Mm-hmm. And he had already taken over the league. And, like, I didn't hate Michael Jordan. But I didn't love the idea that he was taking my guy off the pedestal. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I really, if I'm being genuine about it. Like, I was thinking of that a lot last night because we watched it with the kids, which, by the way, is dangerous with the not the swearing version. Hey, ESPN2, man. We go to ESPN2 real quick. <laughs> nah, you got to yeah. get the full effect. Oh, I know, now, one I know, time, yeah. Kaylee's sitting there, and she's not really watching. She's got, like, headphones on, and so she's watching something <laughs> yeah. else. And she's like, my goodness. Like, she's right, obviously dude. listening. To I just like Michael Jordan dropping <laughs> F-bombs, man. Like, I'm so used to Michael Jordan and Space Jam, you know, like, him and Bugs Bunny teaming up and everything. And all of a sudden, he's dropping F-bombs. When are they going to get that part of the when, but, when are they going to interview Bugs about? Uh, uh, no, it's all good. But Kaylee, Tice, I mean, uh, Steph's sitting on the couch, and she's like, really? Really? <laughs> really? And then after a while, she's like, just... Yeah, whatever. She didn't even well, she stopped saying it because they're swearing so much in the thing. It was. I mean, I think the swearing version is so much better. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest oh, of with course. you, like you, you gotta to watch it. it. It's the full effect. Let me ask you this though, Brent. I mean, you talk about the, this, those Celtics teams, okay? And like they had the, like a thirty for thirty was like the Celtics and the Lakers, but they didn't really really get involved too much about the Boston Celtics, the team and the dynamics. 
How bad do you want a last dance Boston Celtics version? Yeah, it would it would be great. Right. It, it'd be great because, and I'm sure there are some things out there. I'm not really the guy that I used to get. Uh, I think my mom got me maybe when the Red Sox won in '04, like the DVD. Okay. You know of of like the Red Sox season. Yeah, yeah. And and I've seen. I think HBO maybe did it, or somebody else did like a thing on the Red Sox winning. Mm-hmm. Um, or or they've done the Curse of the Bambino stuff before. I haven't seen a ton of uh Celtics ones. So I I don't I'm not the guy that goes back and watches a lot of that. Let's just say okay. that I do like the thirty for thirties, and this documentary is really cool. They and so if they well. did it on Bird. I would be all in. <laughs> can you imagine a 30 for 30 last dance on with Larry Bird? Hey, this is me watching Larry Bird's documentary. Uh, cool, he grew up on a farm. <laughs> <laughs> I wake up 20 minutes later. Oh, he's still on the farm. Cool. Why, wait, why? Oh, oh, wow. oh, he's shooting three-pointers. <laughs> cool. Did he ever go to a dunk contest? No. Oh, oh what, what is your rocket? He's got Converse sneakers. Cool. And I'm back. Oh, you, you want to talk about a good night's sleep? Give me that Larry Bird last dance documentary. <laughs> Go and give me that and see how the ratings do. I don't know, man. I think Larry Bird, like there are parts of Larry Bird that I think had, it was like I love Dan Marino, but Dan Marino a lot of people consider to be a jerk. Sure. At, uh, for a while there and um, as it, in his playing days. And I think Bird had a little bit of that to him as well. Mm. Like there was, I think there was some of that yeah. in, involved. So I actually think it might be more entertaining than... And maybe you think so. Okay, I thought you said more than the Bulls one, which no. I was getting ready to come <laughs> no, across there no. and make a statement. Okay, uh, but the actual bird documentary could be like white guy, one of the best all-time NBA players of all time. No, if I want to see that, I'll, I'll watch Dirk Nowitzki do his thing and win a championship. <laughs> hey, are you ready for that? Kevin McHale? 30 for 30. Oh, Kevin McHale would oh. be in that conversation. That's are, my are, are point. The, oh, come on. I mean, you might as well just have Tim Duncan and the Spurs while you're at it, too. I mean, that's what we're talking about. We're, we're in the realm right now. Here's Tim Duncan just doing nonstop in the gym, five hours a day, doing bank shots the whole time. Like, no, man, the Chicago Bulls. Dude, I'm so pumped well, on this last okay, dance thing. This is come the on. thing, all right? The, the the thing's fantastic. Yeah. But it's not – you're missing a little bit of it so far, in my opinion. People are saying Jordan's the best ever. Yeah. Jordan, it's unbelievable. He, the competitor that he is, in, in that respect, it's like watching stuff of Tiger Woods and, and for modern-day mm-hmm. day athletes. But what's making the Bulls, in terms of this documentary and this series – are the other teams are it, it was initially the bird and the magic stuff yeah. it's now the piston stuff but it's really the other characters around jordan oh it's it rodman, rodman right of course. but it's, it's phil jackson yeah man. i mean zen and all this <laughs> the zen he's doing acid. yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, he, well, i can't believe that I he mean, comes back he's like whoa guys i got it triangle off uh, that, that's pretty all yeah. jerry Krause, <laughs> who's hated and oh, scotty yeah. pippen this thing would be a snoozer other than, hey, I love basketball, I love Michael Jordan, if not for those characters. Correct. You know, that's the point. Like the Celtics, I don't think you could do that on them because I'm not sure they had those kind of characters. They had Kevin McHale and Robert Parrish and blah, 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 whatever. But yeah, they didn't yeah. have that. I mean, you're talking about Rodman is one of the great characters in sports history. Yeah. In history. Yeah. Pippen is the greatest Robin maybe in sports history. Right? Yeah. To, to Jordan's Batman. I mean, you you just that's and by the way, Phil Jackson's listed as one of the great coaches in sports history, not yeah. just in in NBA history. So it, this is a this is a lot less to do with Jordan, in my opinion, mm-hmm. as of now. Yes, it's showcasing Michael's greatness. It is, and it should. And I'm not saying it would it would be bad if it wasn't just about that, but it would be an hour documentary if it was just about that. 
it wouldn't be a 10-part series. Yeah. It's all these characters meshing together for obviously this last dance. But they're doing a great job of depicting really the entire career of Jordan so No, far. of course. And I can't wait to rub it in your face why Michael Jordan is by far the greatest of all time. When I come in here in about three weeks and we talk about... Dude, Tony Kukoc was wow. That was that was a crazy story about Tony Kukoc. Man, Michael Jordan. I don't think like, Kukoc is going to be a character I'm gonna, here. I'm going to come in here, mark my words, in a couple weeks. And listen, I followed Tony Kukoc in in Chicago. He went to Milwaukee a little bit, had some good careers there. I'm going to come in here in a couple weeks, and we're going to say, "Dang, I had no idea about Tony Kukoc." But man, Michael Jordan, man, that's why he's the best. And I can't wait to talk to you about it because we're not going to get a Boston Celtics last dance. We're not going to because you know what? Ratings matter, Brent. They do. Ratings. Ratings been really good. Yeah. Um, listen, it's okay. <laughs> I, I'm just trying to be genuine with you. I, I wasn't the biggest Jordan fan. Yeah. And as I watched last night with the kids again, I was reminded of my that time in my life where I was more pissed off at Jordan than I was. Hey, yeah, he's the greatest thing of all time. I did not have Michael Jordan posters. I didn't yeah. have Michael Jordan sneakers. I wanted Larry Bird Converse. It, well, it was. <laughs> Well, first of all, I'm sorry for you. That's hor- that's that's a horrible they thing to say. They actually had a Converse store, I remember, on Pawtucket Avenue in Rhode Island, by the way. Sister <laughs> Chicago's got Nike Town and Pawtucket Avenue. Come get your Larry Bird's giant Larry Bird poster hanging up. Listen, I get what you're saying, though, because essentially what Michael Jordan did is obviously changed the game and revolutionized it, but you were saying goodbye to Larry Bird, and that's yeah. what it was. You know, it's... um. You know, it's like nowadays, like with the football players, right? eventually Tom Brady, we got to say goodbye to him. You know, now you have like Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, just the, the style and just the guys that you grew up with, they're not going to last forever. So I get what you're saying there, and, and I get your, um, I don't really say frustration, but I see where you're coming from from the standpoint of, yeah, when Jordan came in, Larry Bird was second fiddle. And all of a sudden people started to forget like what Larry Bird meant to the game of basketball, how he changed it, how he revolutionized it. And you had a guy like Michael Jordan. I can see where you're coming from. There. Yeah, it's, so, it's just a little dip. Well, what I'm, this doesn't take away from the series. The series has been unbelievable. Yeah, it's not yeah. because it's, it's actually just bringing me back to those days. And just I, everybody, it was like, it's like you could not not like Jordan. I'm just telling you, I wasn't in love with Michael Jordan like everybody else was, if I'm being completely honest. And I never did, but that's why. It's like my guy is is just got knocked off the pedestal. Sure. And it's like I I took like ownership of that. That's how much I like Larry Bird. Kuz, I'm curious because, you know, obviously Driving Dish Podcast, you're a big NBA guy. When you're growing up, because I, I tend to think that you miss out on the Jordan stuff. Right, I mean, you, you we were even. Well, what were they showing? They showed '91. I think when they won, they showed him holding Jordan holding a trophy in '91. And I turned to Nicole and I, I said, "I was 13 days old." Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so you, you, yeah, so you would have been six even during this time, yeah, the '97 so I season. I mean, the the real stuff that I remember is like Allen Iverson, like that's so. Yeah. The, first the, the, the next question, like, what were the teams to you then, right? Because like obviously when Jordan was done. Um, the NBA took a hit, but like, what are like, you know, when you were coming up as a kid, you know, when, when you're in grade school, like, was it Vince Carter? Was it Allen Iverson? Like, who are the guys that you gravitated towards? Who are the guys that kind of changed the culture? Because I'm trying to ask this question, I re- because keep in mind, when this thing's done, this documentary's done, yeah. ESPN's trying to find the next big thing. And obviously, Kobe Bryant's going to be there. Yeah, Kobe. But like, who are some of the other players remember, you can maybe do one about? Iverson would be it. 
amazing. But yeah. have they done? They've done like thirty for thirty on oh, yeah. him, haven't they? Yeah, yeah they've yeah. done stuff on. Actually, Iverson. this is not, I know they have because Jordan did this. Yeah. Did you read the thing where Jordan did this because he was. thought the Iverson thing was awesome? Oh, mm-hmm. it was fantastic. And he, he's like, I think he, his quote was something like, "I love that little guy" or something like Dude, that. I was a huge fan, and, and, and I couldn't stand Philly, but, but I but loved Allen Iverson. What, if you read back on why Jordan's doing this now, it's because of the Iverson documentary or whatever they did. I'm not yeah. familiar. I didn't see it. So I don't know if it was a 30 for 30 I, or it not. It was a 30 for 30. I forget what it was called, though. The uh, crossover? It might or have something? been. Maybe it was that. The, yeah. Thinking of teams that really stuck out, as a kid, I remember being really intrigued by the Rockets, which was T-Mac and Yao. I remember oh, being yeah. really intrigued by those That's guys. That's so funny. Like you say the Rockets. I said, oh, yeah, you're right. Elijah Watt <laughs> and Drexler. <Drexler. laughs> I say, Ralph Sampson. Wait a second. <laughs> and you but, give me Yao Ming but that, and like, Tracy McGrady. I, I, really, I really remember being intrigued by that. And um, I think another, I mean, I, the Grizzlies was another one that I was kind of, when, when when they were doing the grit and grind stuff, I thought that was kind of cool. But So the Allen Iverson, it's called No Crossover. It was the trial of Allen Iverson because he got into like a bunch of legal stuff or whatever like that. So that's what it was. Well, he's had a very interesting life. He's just yeah. an interesting character yeah. anyway and, and uh, so well-respected but never won anything. He's one on the list of guys that never won big yeah. but is is perceived great. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, listen, Marino's on that list. Yeah. You know, but there are very few that get in like this extra category of helping change the game or one of the greats of all time or all those kind of thing, accolades without winning a ring. Yeah. And Iverson is is on that list. Do you think we see a 2004 Detroit Pistons kind of like documentary? I think no, this because, is it right now for them. <laughs> it might be, man. But you remember oh, like, you said 2004. 2004. You know, because they won the championship. Like to me, growing up like that, Ben Wallace was really the yeah, only Wallace. reason why I actually applied myself in basketball because I didn't like the sport at all. But like watching Ben Wallace play the game, watching him just be like the beast in the paint with that afro and everything, yeah, yeah. biceps bigger than Tyson Alou's calves, you couldn't <laughs> believe like how big that guy was. So with that being said, man, like I think the Pistons deserve to have that because they weren't the team that had a superstar. You know, you had Rip Hamilton, no, it's probably, you had Chauncey Billups, Tayshawn Prince, Rasheed Wallace. It's the worst team to ever win a championship. Okay, well, they're a good team, you know, but I don't know if they're the... Yeah, okay. Now, no, now seriously, they might be the least talented team okay, to yeah. ever win a championship. Yeah, but say, you say that and it's like, well, could they have... Held up with like you know the, the the great Spurs teams and things like that. Could they held up with like you know Shaq and the Lakers with Kobe? Like I don't know about that. Why's my sister calling me? I'm on the radio. Probably, don't these people know what I do? Uh, let her know, man. Let her know what's up. She should know by now. We're going on till six. But I just think, listen, the 2004 Pistons team, um, it was different. It was new. You didn't really see it coming. They won the game of basketball more with defense and offense. I think it's a, it's a cool story to tell. Like I don't want to see Tim Duncan, David Robinson, San Antonio Spurs, Popovich one. You you if you do see it, it's, it'll be more Popovich related. It'll okay. be like how he was able to pull it I off. I don't want to see Manu Ginobili talking about how he flopped thirty times a game and like my stepdad would throw the remote at the TV because he gets so ticked off about what's it. Like, crazy, I don't even see it. What's crazy about Detroit is a decade after having Rodman and having the success, they found Ben Wallace. You know, yep. uh, real quick before we go, since we've been talking about this, it is what is your favorite episode so far? You got four of them. That's a good question. Uh, I think the Rodman one so far, but I'm excited for next week's because they teased it. It's going to be all about his sneakers and like the branding of the Michael branding Jordan. Of I can't wait. But so far, it's got to be Rodman, man. Goose? I'm honestly thinking, I, I think I'm going to go with the Pippin one because I learned the most. 
Like, I kind of already knew a lot yeah. about Rodman. Yeah, that's sure. a good call. Yeah. But the Pippen one, like, I didn't know that he was essentially a, a equipment manager. And I didn't know he held out with the surgery until right before the season started. I didn't know all the hate he had. So um, I felt like I learned the most from Pippen. What about that's you, a good Rodman? call. Yeah, I was thinking Rodman, but the Pippen one is not far behind. I, I thought one got off to the, kind of the normal start one of these would. And Phil Jackson's a good character, but he's nothing like the character of those guys yeah. in terms of the players. Uh, well, I'll tell you what. Don't wear socks when that Tony Kukoc one comes out because it's going <laughs> to knock your socks off, man. You're, you're going to see Tony Kukoc in a whole new light. Hey, how far off was I when I said to Ty? I said, Ty, the Rodman one, as it was being teased before the actual thing, I said, this is the modern day or this is that day's Draymond Green from a playing standpoint <sighs> where pe- people don't like him. You know, he's an antagonist. Yeah. He, he, he'll, he'll get technicals. But if he's on your team, you absolutely love him. Well, yeah. and, and have you been reading what he's been talking about, what was going on with Kevin Durant? He's been talking. I think Kevin Durant came out with a book. And so people have been asking a lot of questions. And there were times where Draymond Green was essentially going to Steve Kerr in the front office saying, we have a problem here. Kevin Durant feels like he's not getting the ball enough. I can only manage so much on the court. And then there was that one famous moment where Kevin Durant and him got into it. Mm-hmm. And that yeah, was yeah. apparently Kevin was on the bench being like, give me the ball. Give me the ball to Steph. And he's like, hey, like, it's a team thing. Yeah. We get you the And so it like. I, I don't know if anybody compares to Dennis Rodman. No, but, but, he was, uh, but no. I actually, the way I described it at the time, I was like, this is like Draymond Green on steroids. Yeah, that's what absolutely. I said. To him. You're right. And especially think about them like. And I get it. Like, he knew his role, right? He, he wasn't Michael Jordan. He knew when Scottie Pippen came back, like, he was kind of the third guy. But the fact that he embraced just getting rebounds, he impl- embraced yeah. playing defense. Like, who, who does that anymore? Yeah, you, know, you, like, you get a, gain a lot of respect for Rodman yeah. through this about that style. And if MJ and Pippen respected yeah. him, you, you gain a lot of respect. I, I was thinking Bill Lambert, and I was thinking Rodman, too. Like, aren't those guys, like, on teams that you almost people that people hate? Yeah. That you want on your team. Again, Draymond Green, I think, is like that. I think opposing fans, everybody, they hate that guy. They don't hate Steph Curry. It's hard not to hate Clay Thompson. I mean, hard to sure. hate Clay Thompson. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. appreciate the greatness of yeah. Durant even when he was on that team. And Steve Kerr, I mean, shoot, man. I mean, you, you, there's no guy you'd rather go to a bar and have a beer with <laughs> For than sure. Steve Kerr. Yeah. But you hate Draymond Green. Yeah, I mean, you always have to hate somebody on a team. That's a good point. You know, and I always like, think of this in the terms of like the Red Sox a little bit like, People hated Euclid. For a while, they hated Johnny Damon when he was kind of a part of that team. It's not always the star of the team, but mm-hmm. there's somebody. Rodman for the Pistons, Rodman for Chicago. Yeah. He was the guy you hated. Mm-hmm. No, that's a great point. You know, he was just that guy that was always pesky. And obviously, his hair choices, like, that, that made him stand out as well. Yeah. And, and to me, like, that's what makes Phil Jackson. That's what makes maybe the Red Sox organizations, the Yankees, so great, right? Because they can, not to say like Euclid was a bad team guy. I mean, and Robin wasn't really a bad team guy ever, but right, he, there was controversy, yeah, right? Yeah. Like the, the, the guy showed up to his book signing in a wedding dress, like that commanded attention. Okay, that's a distraction. And I think like it goes to show you whether it's Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen or Phil Jackson, like, they embraced Dennis Rodman wholeheartedly. You know, Dennis Rodman could let his freak flag fly as much as he wanted because it didn't matter, man. As long as you go out there, you play good defense, you get rebounds, that's all that matters. So, once again, we talked about it a little bit, but, like, in terms of NFL locker rooms, you're going to have some outliers. You're going to have some rough around the edges, guys, but the great cultures, the great coaches, and the great, you know, team captain guys can make those players work. A lot of people wondering, like, the last dance, like, what can they make next? But the one they make down the road, in my opinion, it's twofold. One is, I think they could do it with the Florida Gators team of Tebow and Percy Harvin and Aaron Hernandez and all those people. The, the yeah. What they had in that locker room, those Urban Meyer teams, and then the Tebow dynamic there yeah. is 
if Tebow will someday talk about it, Urban Meyer will someday come clean about it in like 25 years, it would be unbelievable. Oh, yeah. But the Patriots also have that. They yeah, have the Brady and Belichick greatness, and they have Aaron Hernandez, at least during that stretch. Mm-hmm. But they even have guys like Randy Moss coming in there. How do they fit in? How did these other guys fit in that were just coming in and they couldn't? handle it in other places yeah uh, the patriots will be like the, the dirt of the patriots will someday come out maybe you have uh, the patriots. In, in 2025 you years. have the patriots to be like teddy bruschi you know junior sale played with them didn't he like he did later, yeah right? i mean there's way too many great guys too many great football minds not to tell those stories problem is that would have to be like a year-long documentary because they did it for <laughs> two decades uh all right we'll see you on tv tonight cbs 47 and fox 30 tomorrow we'll catch up with one of the new jaguars one of the draft picks uh, joins the show on action sports shacks on espn 690 life's better with american family insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit amfam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.